Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. You are here. Please hit that subscribe button. I'm Peter Hostrosser, the host of Disrupt Education. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you get a chance, hit www.disrupteducation.co or peterhostrosser.com. You can check out my blog, uh, a lot of different things going on there. Um, and you can connect with me there and see what other kind of things I do. On this podcast, have you ever wondered what it's like to be an elementary school PE teacher in the e-learning realm that we're in right now? Well, I've got a treat for you. Coming up after the break, my buddy Brad Clark, who is a PE teacher at Forest Road Elementary School in LaGrange Park, Illinois, we have a conversation about what he's doing as a PE teacher in the e-learning realm. We'll be back right after this. If you have a child who's passionate about getting into a really great college, you take him to an SAT coach. If you have a child who's really passionate about playing basketball, you take him to a basketball trainer. But if you have a kid whose passion is off-brand or is trying to find their passion and ignite it, you need to take him to Peter Hostrauser. When I was a junior in high school, I began making videos on YouTube. We're doing something in my small business management class that has never really been done before. It wasn't before long that I met Peter Hostrauser, the small business management teacher who helped put me on a course of entrepreneurship, one of which has been the most uplifting and passionate journeys of my life. Peter is a master at pinpointing passions and opening doors for the youth who need just one correct move to set them in the right direction. He will triple down on their strengths, help them build their network and portfolio, and most importantly, help them utilize these learning points so that they can make money with their passion to live their dream life. I, as well as many others, can honestly say that we wouldn't be where we are without his business and coaching expertise. If you're looking to help your student ignite their passion, contact Peter Hostrauser at phostrauser at gmail.com. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I've got a great friend, an innovator at the PE level of primary schools, Brad Clark. Brad, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, happy to do it. Happy to do it. Awesome. So uh, if you don't mind, just give an introduction of uh, who you are. Uh, so yeah, uh, elementary PE teacher here locally, Forest Road Elementary School in LaGrange Park. Uh, I've been teaching there about uh, 17 years, total teaching for about 18 um, prior to that, I uh, spent about four or five years working for the YMCA, doing a lot of like more like outdoor learning center kind of stuff, adventure learning stuff, uh, service learning with kids and like uh, adventure trips, service learning trips, things like that. Um, and then kind of took the path back into education again about 18 years ago. So that path, you didn't go right into education, which a lot of people who have a little different ideas in education usually don't uh, out of my, you know, not, I don't want to stereotype everybody, but um, tell us a little bit about that path. Like, so out of college and then going into some outdoor learning and, and those types of things, what, what brought you back into education through all of that? Yeah, so I mean, I did get my education degree. I did get a physical education degree, University of Wisconsin Stevens Point, but my summers were always spent working at summer camp. I was a big uh, member of the Boy Scouts of America and spent eight summers 
uh, high school and college working at summer camp. And I just really loved that setting for teaching, being in the outdoors. And I'm a nature guy. I love camping and hiking and biking and those kind of things. And so it just felt like a, a real good sit for me, like when I was on nature teaching kids. And so being a PE major, I started to wonder, is there a way that I can kind of combine these two things? And so I thought about paths of like, could I be a camp director? Could I do some sort of parks and rec sort of job? Um, and eventually what I came across was was the outdoor leadership stuff at the time was really big. So I ended up working at um, uh, Camp St. Croix, which is in Hudson, Wisconsin, doing tons of like team leading, everything from like elementary school kids all the way through corporate stuff. And we'd take people out on rock climbing trips and high ropes coursework and stuff like that. Um, and I loved the work, but it was never consistent or full time. So I kind of had to hustle side jobs with working at like after school centers and like a skateboard park and things like that. So all those experiences kind of combined brought me uh, to a full-time job uh, in Evanston, just north of Chicago, where I was getting to do all those kind of things combined. I was running an after-school center. I was doing service learning stuff with students and uh, taking them on adventure trips. Uh, and I did that for about four years. Um, but, you know, the YMCA does not make its money on youth programming, so <laughs> it's not necessarily stable. So Rug kind of got pulled out from under me on that position. Um, and at the time I just needed something stable. So I thought, well, let's just give the degree a try. Mm -hmm. And so 18 years later, <laughs> uh, here I am still at it. What are some of the things that you've brought in pre, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, COVID and, and the social distancing and how we had gone to e-learning, but pre that, what are some of the cool things that you've brought into the classroom as a, a physical education teacher that you brought in from your experiences in leadership learning and outdoor activities and those types of things? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that I never really got into PE because of the sports side of it. I mean, I certainly love playing sports. And I think a lot of people who get into PE are just naturally good at sports. It's just something they're drawn to. But that was never really my draw to it. My draw, the thing that I think a lot of people love about sports is the camaraderie and the teamwork and the spirit of being a part of something that's a little bit bigger than yourself. And I think some of those team building experiences and those like the outdoor adventure learning stuff that I did, I think that was what I was, was trying to bring into my classroom. Not so much like teaching you how to be good at a sport, mm -hmm. but like how to be good while you're being a part of a sport. So like, I really do push a lot in my classes about the character building stuff, the SEL stuff, the social emotional learning, you know, talking about what does it mean to be a good teammate? What does it look like when you're pushing yourself hard to try something maybe you haven't done before? How do you support somebody? How do you accept defeat and loss? Um, <laughs> That's a big do you, one. <laughs> do you play fair? Do you follow rules? Do you share? Do you take turns? These are all great lessons for, for kids and adults. And so, and that's really kind of the, some, I, I use sport as a way of teaching life skills, the way I like to think of mm -hmm. how I run my classrooms. I love that. I love that aspect of it because as, as an entrepreneur in business at the secondary level, those are so key skills and to have, I, I think, I don't think a lot of people understand the importance of that, especially in a, in a physical education realm of doing those things. So now we are in a social distancing era where we have to do some e-learning and different things like that. And, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there where um, you start thinking, okay, what do you do for physical education? What are the things that, you know, for, for a subject, it's a little bit different. I mean, um, yeah. but you've caught on to something here and I just wanted to kind of like pick, pick your brain and like have you share out some things that you've done because you're getting really uh, good um, uh, 
uh, kids are involved. You're getting good, uh, you know, about 85, 90% of your kids are, are jumping onto this and, and interacting with you, which is a very high level um, in the e-learning realm where we are right now. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think early on when this thing first hit, uh, you know, the COVID hit right between, you know, it started right before spring break. So we had like a three-week window where we're off. Two of those weeks were supposed to be early. And at the start of this, it was like, oh, this will just be a two-week thing. We'll be back. So, you know, everybody just kind of do your best. You know, I think a lot of classroom teachers were sending out packets and things like that. And what I decided to do was just, I just kind of threw out, put together a choice board that had a bunch of like links to online stuff and then mm -hmm. said, hey, fill out this activity log and, you know, turn it in at the end of this all. And I did not get very good <laughs> uh, response. I mean, I probably had 25% of the kids do it. I wasn't too shocked by it. It was you know, last minute we threw it together, but we were going to be back together in two weeks. Well, right. then, you know, the whole thing kind of fell apart. And I just sat there and I said, I, I can't. I can't do this for another seven, eight weeks where I'm only getting 20% of my students responding back. So, you know, I had to figure out a new way of doing PE. And for me, that was learning to embrace some technology, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, that maybe I hadn't had to really interact with before. So, you know, I've had to learn how to use Google Classroom and mm -hmm. how to run a Zoom meeting and yeah. uh, how to make an iMovie. Like I've dabbled with it, but I never really you know, done a lot with producing my own stuff. And um, so that was number one is embracing the own challenge myself. Like I can't teach the same way I did before. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I had to change some of the ways that I was presenting it. So that's one. Uh, two was, I think it was important for me to make it personal and relational um, because I realized that that first two weeks, all I did was I sent them somebody else's work. Here's a video of some other guy doing a workout. Here's a video of some girl leading a yoga thing. Here's mm -hmm. a worksheet, you know, that, you know, it's, it means nothing to you. It doesn't have any personality. So I started making my own video. So I make about two or three videos a week that show me either teaching a new game that they, that they can use using just simple stuff at home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, right away I involved my own kids. So I showed my family in the videos and showed, hey, I'm right here at home with my kids too doing this stuff. So I think parents saw that and were like, hey, that's a way that, you know, we can engage our kids. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback from it. And then I was getting much better results with kids turning in activity logs. It's very choice-based, which I think is important. I was not saying, do this assignment on Monday and turn in your activity log. I'm, I'm setting up to let them explore it how they want. Nothing is mandatory. Yeah. Uh, and what I've started to do now is I'm, I'm theming the weeks. Mm. So like last week, the theme was new. Mm -hmm. Try something new. And I encourage them to send me photos, show me a video, send me an email. And, you know, last week I had like eight first graders who learned how to ride a bike without their training. Oh, wow. Great. Kids picking up a skateboard. Uh, kids, I had a girl send me a fitness video that she made of herself. Like, she, I made a fitness video for my fourth grade class. Like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So they embraced it. And then this week the theme is challenge. Mm -hmm. Do something that's challenging. Think of an endurance challenge or minute to win it activities mm -hmm. or things like that so i'm um, seeing lots of fun stuff this we could learn how to juggle. he just sent me a video of him learning how to juggle wow he never juggled three before so like you know it's fun stuff like that so it's choice and they're excited to show me their stuff and i'm excited to show my stuff and I, yeah I'm, I'm really happy i'm getting like you said i'm getting about 85 90 percent turn in rate with kids so it just it feels useful it feels like what i'm doing is working
Coming up after the break, Brad Clark tells us a lot more about teaching in PE, some of the things he's learned, and some recommendation for people who are struggling in this e-learning realm that we're in with COVID. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after the break. I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about Hall Pass Education. The mission of Hall Pass Education is to provide individuals the empowerment they need and desire to be successful in their future business and careers. This empowerment will be achieved via affordable training, coaching, and partnerships. Basically, at Hall Pass, we're going to partner with others like you to demonstrate to creatives the path to career freedom through focused and intensive dialogue and coaching that you might not have previously realized. Head over to getahallpass.com and sign up for more. That's getahallpass.com and sign up. It's totally free. Check it out. It was interesting, this whole conversation of, hey, wait, let's, let's, let's celebrate this. Let's talk about this on the podcast. Came from a video that you, you sent me of your son doing kind of flip challenge. And it was, even for me, it was like a dad and I'm watching this thing and I can't, I'm like, wait, what, how else is he going to flip this thing? And, yeah. and it was so fun and engaging. It didn't even feel like PE, right? Like, the, but there's physical activity, there's thought, there's how can I challenge myself and going through coordination. Yeah, there's like, you know, and yeah, he put that all on his own. He had helped me with a video, I think two or three days before that one. And then uh, he'd been doing a little bit of the bottle flipping just on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he just asked, hey, Dad, can I, can I make a video? Because I told him that the challenge for this week, the, the theme for this week was going to be challenge. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll make them a a challenge video on bottle flip. I was like, hey man, you run with that, you go. And he did a great job. I was pretty impressed. That was that's his first time. He made that whole movie. The only thing oh, I wow. was uh, adding the music in. So, I mean, he did really good. I, I really like the way that it's it's. There's choice. There's. I mean, you're, you're coming back door into this. I agree with you. You're teaching all those skills, eye hand coordination. See, these are the terms like. For just me, even as a secondary educator, I'm like, I don't even realize, you know, how deep this goes. And, and you're pulling out those things as a, as a PE teacher. I'm the guy who's like, this seems like hurting cats for me. So it'd be hard. Um, so that's awesome. So my next question then is is beyond this, right? So whenever this thing is done, uh, um, what are you going to take from this? What are the kind of the things that, that you can take and, and go forward you know, either where we're in a social distancing, modified classroom, or even full on out back into the classroom. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the first thing that goes back to that technology piece. I mean, having learned how some of these tools work now, uh, I mean, some of the stuff is pretty incredible. Like the mm-hmm. Google Classrooms, that's definitely staying. I mean, there's times where I need to get information to my students because I do, we do written tests. We do, you know, work and, you know, studying muscle groups or bones and stuff. And I haven't had a good, you know, avenue to send that stuff to them. Like, oh my gosh, look at this Google Classroom. They're all right there. I can send them all this stuff. Um, so that will definitely stick. Um, you know, a lot more communication with parents has mm-hmm. been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been getting really good feedback from parents about just, you know, hey, this is great stuff that you're doing. Um, so I think when this is all settled, I think I'd like to sort of set up some sort of maybe bi-weekly 
communication that goes home to parents saying, hey, these are the things we've been doing in PE class. Here's some ways you can supplement it at home. Um, you know, just to, you know, to highlight, you got to sell yourself a little bit. I think sometimes the specialists, maybe even you get this sometimes because your classes are kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, uh, they're not mandatory. They're right. Yeah, they're electives. Yeah. They're electives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're not highlighted necessarily all the time, so you got to sell yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think if anything's been helpful in this, it's that you know the parents are seeing their pe their kids' PE teacher for who he really is. Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times you might just not really know who your kids' uh, extras are, who's their music teacher, who's their art teacher, what are they really about. I think the parents are really seeing who I am. My personality comes out in my videos. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that I care about their kids. I'm sending two or three emails a week, and you know, trying to and I try to always send feedback. On every log I get, I always send a little feedback, congratulating the kids on their good work or yeah. highlighting something I saw on there. So, you know, I think they see that I care. So I think communicating with the parents is a big thing that I'm taking away from this. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, but then also thinking ahead of that, like, it is time to start thinking about what will PE look like mm -hmm. post-COVID. Like, I worry a little bit, like, am I going to be able to, like, have kids hanging out in groups? Am I going to be able to... You know, we're going to be able to give high fives. Or gonna, <laughs> right. You know, am I going to have to have the gym sectioned off? I, I don't know. Yeah. Some of those things do worry me moving down the road. But there are some good things coming out of it in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, selling myself and, like, communicating home with parents, making connections. It's, it's been good. What word of advice would you give for, um, and I'll just be specific, for PE teachers at the primary level coming out of this that may be struggling with this? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, don't be afraid to, to take a chance on trying to do something new because, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, yeah, know, right. Uh, they don't do it or it doesn't work. I mean, like, you know, I, I've always felt like PE is one of those things where, you know, nobody's really paying attention to you. It's a good and a bad thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the principal's not really checking in on me. The, the superintendent's not asking what the elementary PE teacher's doing. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, that gives you a ton of freedom. Try something. Mm -hmm. um, and in other ways, it's bad because like, nobody's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, so try, you know, try something different. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, I wasn't willing to just be stuck with 20%. Like, if this wasn't, I was going to be miserable for eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, just sending out somebody else's work and, you know, not get anything back and you know it'd be really easy to sit back with 20 percent and just say well i guess they're not doing it yeah nobody's doing my work and so uh you know i'm proud of myself i think mm -hmm. you know i it's it's really cool how you've adapted and and you've changed so quickly um it's struggle it's a struggle for teachers you have three kids yeah. um it's yeah we're all going through this um Man, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you so much, uh, Brad. And keep doing what you're doing. I think uh, I think these kids are, are lucky to have you as a PE teacher. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Disrupt Education. Uh -huh.